welcome to season two of the Anxiously Engaged podcast. I am your host, Rachel Curfew. But if we haven't met yet, I'm a wife, a mother, a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and a certified coach specializing in anxiety and helping individuals live their life even more anxiously engaged. You might be thinking, what does that mean? Being anxiously engaged is quite the opposite of being anxious. It's about stepping out of anxiety, out of your fears, and out of the shadows of your life, and moving carefully into the light where you get to really shine as you live your life filled with passion, excitement, and energy. Welcome to the show. Today, I am so excited to be answering a really important question that so many women ask me. And it simply is this, what's the difference between pride and being proud? Now you might be thinking, well, what does that have to do with being anxiously engaged? Because that's what this podcast is about. And that's what I teach. That's what I like help to help women find and discover in their own lives. And then the flip side is I help women with anxiety. I help them discover how to get out of the shadows of their own lives and cross that bridge, take the journey to living a life where not only are they anxiously engaged, but they have discovered that anxiety is actually a gift. I know if you haven't heard that, it's kind of a funny thought, isn't it? But that's what I do. So how does pride and being proud come into all of this. Let me explain. I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I know most of my listeners are too. Growing up in the church brings so much goodness, so many gifts. We are so truly blessed. But it also brings challenges. And one of the challenges that a lot of women have, which fuels their anxiety is this desire to always want to do what's right, to have God pleased with her. She wants to be a good girl, right? She doesn't want to be um, come across as worldly or big-headed or has a big ego, and she certainly doesn't want to brag about some of the accomplishments or the things that she's doing. Um, so it makes it really hard for women to find the balance between taking care of her responsibilities, her family, her church assignments versus I have this really big dream and I really want it really bad and I know I was sent here on this earth to do this really big thing. That's tough and for some reason that is where that gap between those two is where we find that hiccup between being proud of yourself and pride. So we're gonna talk about pride a little bit today um, and how um, we can move out of pride into what we really want and still do it in a way where we can feel in alignment with who we are and who we believe God wants us to be and to become. 
pride's a funny topic because we've been taught stay away from pride. Pride is bad. And in fact, before we, you, we even get started, I bet you can think of right off the top of your head three or four quotes or phrases or scriptures that actually talk about pride. A few that came to my mind are these. Maybe you share these same ones. Pride cometh before the fall. Um, we need to be careful that we're not lifted up in pride. We need to be stripped of pride. We need to let go of pride. Um, swell with great pride into boasting is something we've been cautioned about. Um, pride of their eyes is a phrase I've heard and seen in the scriptures. Set aside your pride. Swallow your pride. So you probably, just like me, could come up with several right off the top of your um, mind, and they probably aren't all super positive, right? Pride leads to a lot of heartache and pain and suffering if we're not careful. Another thing that pride can lead to is class and social distinctions. Um, one of the ways that I'm always reminded about social class and um, the difference that we can feel around other people is by traveling on airplanes. The minute you line up at your gate to get on your airplane, you're reminded of your class as far as traveling in the air. If you have special abilities or needs or a veteran or elderly or a mama with a baby, you get to board first in case you need more time or accommodations. But right after that, we're reminded that people with either money or lots of miles or who travel a lot, somebody might be in a business suit, all of these people that seem to be first class get to go first. And after that, depending on how the plane is divided up, different categories of people will be able to board the plane. And the people who bought a cheap seat or one in the back of the plane, they're last. And last on an airplane is not always the best. Because if you're the best, you get drinks or snacks or warm towels or whatever it is when you're in the front of the plane. So you know in an instant different divisions of class and social distinctions. I know a gentleman who said once that he was sitting in first class and for his profession, he travels a ton. He always sits in first class and he has tons and tons and tons and tons of miles. So he's always getting top service. And he was sitting there one day and he caught himself looking at the people as they got on, bumping in with their bags and their... Um, trying to get down the aisle to their seats in the back. And he found himself for one moment judging these people and thinking less of these people. And he caught himself in the moment and he stopped and he said, oh my goodness, 
if I didn't have this job where I collected all of these miles, he said, I am one of them. I'm equal to them. And yet in that moment, he caught himself feeling that feeling of I'm better than they are. That's the difference between being proud and being caught up in pride. Pride is when we put ourselves above other people and we think less of others. We think that we're better than they are. And it might be that we are looking at them and judging them for whatever reason, money, race, religion, doesn't matter, skin color, gender, we also might be looking at their faults, their weaknesses. And that is when we get caught up in pride, is when we start looking at what I have that's better than what you have. That is why pride leads to so many problems. Now, in the church, one of the things that's taught is something called the pride cycle. And if you're not familiar with it, you probably are, but it goes a little bit like this. We're going along, we're being righteous, we're working hard, we're pleased with our relationship with God, and so he's pleased with us and he blesses us. But as these blessings come pouring in and they are um, abundant and we prosper, we start to feel really good about ourselves. And we start to feel a little bit of pride. But if we're not careful, that pride can lead to those sins like finding fault in others, judging, um, um, being selfish even, not loving and serving those who are in need. And when we get caught up in those things, we call that sin or wickedness, according to the pride cycle. Well, then... God's not always pleased with our actions. And so he pulls back a little bit on some of these blessings and allows us to suffer just a little bit. And if we're caught in suffering, we're then reminded and we cry out, Oh God, where did you go? Why did you forget me? And all of a sudden we start going, Wait, I need to repent. I need to become more humble. I need to get in alignment again with my God. And as we become more righteous, we receive more blessings. And if we're not careful, though, we can fall right back into the pride, the wickedness, the sins, the sufferings. And then we start back with repentance, becoming humble again until we are right in the eyes of the Lord. The really great thing is we can break the pride cycle. And one of the easiest ways is to be righteous, to get blessings from our Heavenly Father. But instead of going to pride, we go to gratitude. We go to gratitude and we remember our God and we thank our God for all that he provides us. And as we remember him and thank him, it keeps us humble. It keeps us in a place where we want to always be in alignment with him and so that we can continue to receive more blessings 
It's a beautiful, beautiful cycle if we just remember to stay humble and to stay grateful. Now, let's talk about being proud for a minute because it is okay to be proud. The trick is we want to be proud about things that we've worked hard for, that we've put effort into, that we've done that allow us to make progress and move us closer to our Heavenly Father. Let me give you an example. I don't know if you're a mom or not, but if you're not, I bet you can imagine this story. Think about a little child who comes home from school on Monday afternoon and says, Mom, I have a spelling test on Friday. And that little kid struggles with spelling. And these are harder words than this little child is used to. And so this little child is really anxious. But this little child, with his mama's help, studies every night. They practice. They pray. They work really hard. And on Friday afternoon, after a bundle of nerves and shaking, shaky writing, a little child comes home with 100% on their spelling test paper. Does that child have the right to feel proud of his or her accomplishments? Absolutely. Is that prideful? No. Not unless we start saying, oh, you're better than so-and-so because you got 100 and they only got 70%. But as long, because that leads to pride, but as long as you're saying, oh my goodness, I worked hard, I prayed, I practiced, I did everything right, and I earned this. That's something you can be proud of. That's something that child's mother can be proud of. That is something that God will be proud of. That is okay. Pride, you see, is always about having a bigger head and being better than others. But proud, that's you've worked hard and you've earned something. It's about your actions. Not very long ago, here in the Anxiously Engaged podcast, I got the chance to speak with Elizabeth Hample. And you know what? I didn't speak much. I just kept listening to her story and was so amazed by it. Let me just give you a really quick recap if you missed that episode. She is a single mother. And she takes two little kids, two little boys, to a church parking lot with a big bag of toys and snacks. And she sets them down in a place where they're safe, where she can keep her eye on them, where they're away from traffic, away from the public. And she gets them all settled down, playing with their toys. And then she walks out across the parking lot, again, where she's safe and her children are still safe. And she practices for the upcoming Olympic trials. She's also an LDS woman who serves her God, who loves her church, has a strong testimony. And she is putting forth massive effort every day to be righteous in the eyes of God, a good mother, but she's living her dream. She's training for her dream to be in the Olympics. Is that prideful? 
Absolutely not. That is a woman who is, has every day has the opportunity to be proud that she showed up for a workout that she didn't miss, that she still showed up for her kids. She loved her kids. And what a great role model that she's showing and teaching her kids to work hard for something and be proud of that work. That's really, truly amazing. Remember, when we turn to God and ask for his help, regardless of what it is, being a good mother, being an artist, being an Olympian, trying to get through a spelling test, whatever it is, if we will ask God for, our, for his help, thank him for that help, we will stay humble, we will stay in alignment, and it allows us even more opportunities and blessings to live those dreams and go after those things that, that we really want and we really care about. There is absolutely nothing wrong with any of that process. But here's the thing. What if there was something even better than proud? Proud is, is so good. That feeling, oh, we love it. And it lasts for a few moments. And when we have it, oh my goodness, it's amazing. But what if there was a feeling that was even stronger that would last even longer? What do you think about that? Would you want that? And you could still be in alignment with God and you could still go after your dreams and live that anxiously engaged life? Well, the need is significance. Significance is one of the six human needs I teach about in my Anxiety as a Gift course for women. And significance often gets left over, uh, glossed over um, when we study that by women because they're like, well, I don't want to get big headed. I don't want to be, um, you know, have a big ego or people to think that I, you know, I'm not grounded or that I, you know, trying to be better than them. No, no, no. That's the furthest thing from it. Significance in the way we teach it in that course means that you're special that you're unique, that you're important, and that the things that you are doing, you are proud of because you're working hard, you're moving towards those goals. That's the secret though, is it's about doing. Because God's plan is all about doing, taking two millimeters of action forward every day. Progress equals happiness. So we've got to be doing. But when we get up and we're doing things, it's not just about being busy. It's about adding value. How am I adding value to my life? How am I adding value to my family, to my friends, to my clients, to my customers, to my church members? How am I adding value? We add value by taking those action steps. And that's what creates the significance that's longer lasting and more filling. Now you might be thinking, well, I don't know how to add value or I don't have two days to do a big, huge service project this week. That good thing about feeling significant is that you can do little things and have just as much reward as doing the big things. So, when was the last time you sent a text message to a teenager? Just telling him they're awesome. 
are they going to feel significant? Meaning special, unique, important, valued? Yeah. And are you going to feel significant, feeling special and unique because you reached out and you added value to somebody's life through that action? You get to feel significant too. What about writing a note of gratitude to somebody? When was the last time you got a thank you card in the mail? We don't do that very often, but have you ever thanked someone and sent a card in the mail? And you know what? If you can't do the mail right now, that's okay. Send a text message, send an email, but send something. Do an action to add value to someone else so that they can feel significant and you can be filled up in significance. It's way bigger feeling than just feeling proud for a few minutes. Hold a door for somebody. Maybe depending on where you live, you could help somebody, an elderly person or a neighbor, mow their lawn or, or weed their garden. Maybe you've got someone, a mama who is so tired, so overwhelmed. Maybe you could tend her kids for a little bit or at least drop off an activity for her kids. What about take a meal to someone? Like it can be any sized action, little or big. But the idea is that as you take action, as you become present and anxiously engaged and build up your need for significance, that creates an energy and a fire and a passion in your life that's going to move you to those dreams and hopes and goals that you've been craving in your life and that you need in your life. It's the energy. It's the fuel. Now, when you start doing those little acts of significance every day, taking those actions, when you lay your head down on your pillow at night, you can honestly say, have I done any good in the world today? And the answer will be, yes, I did. I did. And that is something you can then be proud of. And that is something that God will be proud of you for too. Now, you're going to want to take action and try something. And then all of a sudden, a little seed of fear or doubt or self-sabotage might pop in your head. The adversary loves that. But remember, you just have to show up doing a two millimeter sized action. You don't have to do something ginormous. You start small and build up. It's a lot like faith. All you need is a faith the size of a seed or an action two millimeters in size. So hug your kid. Thank a family member. Maybe something for yourself, like make your bed. Whatever it is, you can do it. Kick out the fear and the self-sabotage and say, God, Heavenly Father, if I bring the faith, will you supply the courage? And just have the courage to take that little tiny step so that when you lay down tonight and feel really good inside, not just because you're proud of something, but that you are filled with 
the right kind of significance that fuels you and inspires you to be more and do more, that will be an amazing moment. If you have a story where you have been able to feel and find and create significance in your life or someone else's, and it's helped you fuel forward into making progress towards your hopes and visions and dreams, I want to hear about it. I hope you'll share, reach out and share it with me. In the meantime, I wish you all, as always, an anxiety-free and gratitude-filled day.